0: Young men have been working extremely hard this off season with Drew Wilson, our strength coach. He's done an excellent job with them, um, and we've—they've uh, been going hard. It's been fun for them to work out in our new weight room all the time. We didn't have that this time last year. We got into it about really halfway through the football season, and then we moved into our indoor practice facility, the IPF, on um, February 1st. So they've been using that every day. Um, so it has been exciting for them and uh, uh, for our team. So I think we've made. Good strides over the winter workouts, and now they're getting ready to start spring practice tomorrow. Um, you know, spring practice, our guys are excited about doing it, but usually in spring practice, the coaches are kind of more excited about spring practice than the players because uh, there's no game right around the corner. But uh, I know they're really into it, and they're, um, we've got a lot of competition out there this spring and I'm excited about um, um, everything that was going on with our program and, and where we're headed in that direction. So um, um, we have... Um, I'll get a couple things out of the way on business. We had, um, we had to dismiss uh, Kate Apsay and um, Evan White from the team from Valley and Team Policies. Um, and, uh, um, so that's where that sits. And then we, um, uh, we signed Kyle Trago um, two days ago. Um, Kyle's a, a safety from Diablo Valley Community College. Um, He's a really good football player we're really excited about. Um, six foot, 193. He uh, um, um, is from Brentwood, um, California, is where he played high school ball at Liberty High School there. And uh, we're excited. He's a four for three, excellent student. So he's just like Akello, just like Leo, just like Foe. All three of those guys have really helped us. And we always look for guys like that that are, have excellent freshman years and have gotten bigger, stronger, and. Played really well. He was an all-conference player, made a lot of plays for him, and um, he, he fits a need for us, um, too, um, for this spring. He'll be playing safety and nickel, and then he'll also play on all the special teams. He'll be here in, in June. Well, May 31st is when we start the first session of summer school. He'll be here then. And his bio's in your hip. Yeah, his bio's in there if you want to find out some more about him. All right, so I'll, I'll take any questions at this time.
1: Mike, with uh, Kate being gone, you're obviously down another arm. a quarterback. Uh-huh. How does that um, alter what you guys are going
0: to do offensively, uh, I'm trying to implement some new things, but how does that alter? It, <laughs> it won't alter at all. We'll have uh, uh, Jordan and Steven Montez and Ja'Lel Lewini play quarterback and receiver. Um, and then we have TJ Patterson in will play also. Um, so we'll have enough arms out there um, to, uh, to go with it. So the, the one good thing is it gives uh, um, Steven Montez, who hasn't had as many reps as Jordan and Ja'Lel at a quarterback position, he'll get a lot more reps this spring because um, I think he, I think he has a, a bright future in front of him. We just need to just get some more reps, so that'll be good for him.
1: What are your expectations
0: for Steven Montes? What, what can he have in the next? Uh, I, uh, he's big, athletic, can throw it. I, I hope he moves up the ladder and is able to be able to kind of be ready to play, so to speak. Um, and so we'll find out as as spring as spring goes. He'll get a tremendous amount of reps. So hopefully he makes a big jump here um, within the offense.
1: How tough is it going to be to evaluate him? a of
0: things Well, it's a lot of the same terminology, a little bit's changed. Um, it's not going to be a radical, radical change from things that we've done. Um, there's going to be uh, definitely things implemented in there, but uh, it'll be um, very similar in the mechanics and different things like that that we've done out of the gun and um, all that type of stuff. So Just getting him repetitions of doing it and seeing it and playing in live um, ball (coughs) will be good. You got a little bit of that, of course, in the fall. But then during the offseason, you know, in the rest of the fall he's a show team quarterback and doing all that. This would be really good for him to be under a little bit more scrutiny and a little bit more pressure out there doing it.
1: Where do you see Jaleel being utilized in this offense?
0: I I see him at quarterback and I also see him at at our our, our wide receiver kind of a – being able to, he's a big body, can make plays. He's a very good athlete. So, we're just going to find ways to get the ball in his hands. So, he'll be in there playing receiver. He'll be in there in the same series playing quarterback. Um, so, they'll, we're going to utilize him to try to get him the football the best way we can at different times and different ways. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on opposing defenses. So, that move with him is it's re- permanent? It's permanent, yes. And he'll play both wide receiver and quarterback. Coach, how odd is it to going spring
1: practice without, you know, two of the possibly top quarterbacks being
0: Davis, and Well, I've done that before. Um, but, of course, you'd like to have them out there. There's no doubt about that. But I think at the same time it enables you to get those other guys, you know, quite a few reps um, to help them increase. Uh, but you definitely would like to have them out there. But I think both of those young men have had so much game experience, experience, so much playing um, that they'll be able to be fine because they'll be, you know, be able to go this summer and, June and July when they're throwing with the guys, and then, and then especially in August, um, they both had a tremendous amount of reps. So I think the speed of the game and understanding and all that would be, uh, be fine. Do you have another day with Seto? Uh, he just keeps progressing. Um, he keeps progressing, and and he, he's, he's doing okay. You know, the, the Liz Frank, like I say, I've it's. Like, I think I, uh, he said to me, he said, sometimes, Coach, I, my mind's willing to go. My foot's not always willing to go type thing. And then some days everything's moving good. It's just the way it is. And he, But he's doing a good job. And Adam Holiday and all of them are doing a great job with him in the training room. And he's working at it. Still expect him to maybe make a go of it in August? Yeah, I still expect him to hopefully make a go of it in August. But when you practice twice a day and you're seeing how all that goes, we'll, just, we'll see how his foot goes. And... Um, but uh, um, that's kind of where it all sits at this time. And that's, that's probably going to be my answer every time y'all ask me because of Liz Frank. It's just, it's not like all of a sudden it's a, it's a different deal. And y'all all know that. so.
1: Have you ever, cons- I mean, some coaches have played around with the rotating quarterback thing. Mm-hmm. Other coaches are like, I'm a one quarterback guy. Yeah. Are you definitive on either one of those or open to possibilities or where do you stand?
0: Uh, That's a great question, and I think it's all. And I'm not trying to. It all depends on the situation of the two guys doing it. A lot of times, they can they handle it. You know, Coach Spurrier did it for years, and everybody would laugh at you know how he did it, and he still won games and did different things. Um, And uh, I I think that it depends on the two individuals and what you're trying to do within the within the scheme of it. Now, you always can have a change of pace type guy that can do different things. Um, I think that's a good. You see that with different teams. Uh, from time to time, um, I think that puts a lot of pressure on a on a on a defense. Um, but uh, I think it all depends on the situation and the, and the and can those players that are doing that handle that?
1: How many players are any players you're looking at uh, trying out in different positions
0: potentially, and looking at some switches there? Uh, right now, we're keeping it kind of status quo from what it was in the fall. Um, and then, you know, the only one, of course, is Jaleel, um, and then. Um, but we're, we've talked about some others. We're going to see how the first few days of spring goes. And then as, it's, as we're breaking it up with spring break, we can decide to do something after spring break if it looks like that would be a good thing to make a change with. But right now we're kind of staying status quo on everybody. Coach, a year ago uh, you had a defensive coordinator coming in just basically a day, I think, a year or two before spring ball opened this year. You've gotten, he's been here a year. You expect <coughs> the defense to make another... Quantum jump this spring and then this summer? Yes, I do. You know, we've got a lot of talent on defense, I believe. If everybody comes back healthy, you know, Addison Gillum, and, um, we get um, some other guys back in there and some of the guys that we've um, are going to be out this spring, I think that we have depth in the secondary, depth at linebacker, you know, depth at um, D-line. So I think we should be, a, a, you know, I think we should be a very good defense. And the guys have played a lot, and they're, they're stronger, and they're... they're they understand the game, they've played in a lot of battles, um, and I expect us to improve on defense like we did last year. I expect maybe not quite as big a jump because we had so we were so far away, but I would say relative to that, um, we should make a good jump. I think we should be very good on defense. I expect us to be. Coach,
1: what went into your decision to move Clayton Adams uh, to offensive
0: line coach? Um, I felt that it was the best thing for our team at this time, and uh, Clayton had been, played offensive line, coach, offensive line before thought it was a good fit for us. Gary Bernardi had coached tight ends and fullbacks for 22 of his, I think, 22 of his years of coaching, so he's always, he's coached that a lot. So, both of those guys were familiar with the positions. It's not like anything's new for them at all. Um, they also, um, you know, running backs and tight ends in line kind of work together quite a bit, a little bit, so they all, there's no new newness on the terminology and all that. I felt like it was a good change for our team at this moment to uh, um, kind of keep us going in the direction we want to go offensively.
1: Mike, when... You haven't had a lot of time since the end of last season. Right. Um, a couple months with the new strength strength coach and stuff. Uh-huh. But Most of that's when, been on the road in hotels <laughs> and in <at, at>
0: people's <laughs> houses. Right. Yep. When,
1: when will the offensive line make the jump you wanted to make from last year to this year. Is it happening now? Will it happen during the summer? Well, it definitely happens
0: in the off season with them. Um, you know, some of those guys need to keep working on getting a little bit more powerful, a little bit more stronger, a little bit bigger. Um, some of those guys have made strides in that area. Um, and then, you know, you kind of go through spring and then the summer and then you kind of make that whole offensive line gel, you know, your seven or eight guys you're going to basically play with most of the time. Last year we had to play with a few more because of injuries. but. Um, right there in, you know, a couple, couple weeks into practice in August, you kind of know who's it, who it's going to be. So you're kind of molding those guys. And you're, you're, this spring and early in fall, you give some of the younger guys that maybe haven't played as much that we feel like are talented, you're going to give them a lot of opportunities to um, battle and compete for starting jobs and, and, and quick depth. So we feel like we redshirted some freshmen that we feel like have a chance to do that. So this spring and summer and fall, is, is big for them to get in that mix. When you look at
1: those guys, do you sense that they sense they need to make a jump?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, we've told everybody on the offensive line, like our whole team, but we told the offensive line, you know, nobody's got a starting job. And uh, we feel like there's some guys there, if they mature and and push, that they have talent and size and ability to, to, you know, to to play this year that didn't play last year because they just needed some time to soak and get a little bit bigger and everything. But can you explain the co-offensive coordinator roles and how you expect that to work? Yeah, Brian Langer to call all the plays. Chev um, brings a lot to the table with um, some, some of the stuff that they did at Texas Tech um, tweaking some of the stuff that we're doing here. So I wanted him to have a, a good solid word in the meeting room. And Brian works great with everybody. But there won't be any dual play calling or anything like that because I think that when you start doing that, that really gets uh, hectic on game day. You know, um, so we'll, we'll keep it with Brian calling it and doing it. And, and uh, uh, I believe Chev will be down the field doing all the signaling and different substituting, so he'll be heavily involved. And, then, of course, they talk between series and they, all that type of thing. Um, but uh, that's how it'll work. And so it gives Chev a, a good voice in the room and everybody understands And He also will talk to the offense quite often, just like Brian does. And uh, so you've got two guys working together and, uh, on that. So it, I think it's it's worked really well so far, um, being in the meeting rooms and watching how everything's going. They've really um, bonded and worked really well, which I felt like they would. They're both high character guys. I
1: feel like the personality has changed in that room when you add Shev and then also
0: Hagen? Um, well, I, you know, they both got good personalities. <laughs> no, I, but, I, but I no, I no, I guys. I'm just messing with you. Um, no, I think that they um, bring high energy to the room, and um, you know, they. Bring a, um, a, a sense of urgency, and, which is good. To add off of that, I mean, you've done a really great job in incorporating the guys who are alums into your system and into, back into the university, something that Dan
1: Hawkins wanted to destroy. Or That's the not true. Not true, but well, what a lot of people believe. I, do you <coughs> see yourself doing more alum recruiting and bringing them on staff?
0: Uh, it depends if it's the right fit or not because um, the, the worst thing to do is to bring an alum on that's not the right fit, and then he gets sour about his university he loves. So I really always look at that because there's a lot of guys, that, but it has to be the right fit. And, and, um, and I think that it's got to be, and I thought Darian um, Darren and Darian at this time was a really perfect fit for what they do and what they bring to the table. It was a really good fit the way I restructured the staff. If it would have been another position, it might not have worked out for them. But it needs to be a perfect fit where they can be successful and then they feel great about their university because you don't want them to leave here feeling bad about their their, their love. And when they come here, they have a tremendous amount of passion. So they've got to be able to let that passion flow. If it's curtailed at all, then they can't be themselves. So I always look at that hard. But yeah, I would like to... If, if a guy that I feel like fits into it and, and can work into the system and, and be able to do it, I definitely would like to, there's no doubt. And I do look at those guys first a lot of times in those situations. Derek McCartney is graduating, I think, this spring. Uh-huh. Had a junior in eligibility who's a grad student? I've had a couple, <laughs> but not many. And, uh, you know, he's an exceptional young man. And I'll, I'll go on and tell you, um, I'll tell you what, Derek, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, well, you're sharp right there. You got that. But, um, no, I So, but I'm excited. He's going to get his master's before he's gone in two years, and um, he's an excellent leader on our team. But we do a thing here that I started at San Jose State that I brought here called Be the Match, and it's uh, for blood um, bone marrow donors, okay? And our players go out every spring and corral students and faculty to do it. And every spring we've had about 350 to 450 people sign up. Um, we were the first school to ever do it in Colorado. I was the first school to ever do it in California. And uh, what happens is someone out there needs your blood in cancer, okay, in the situation. And it's really the last kind of resort. And so um, we've had four young people, um, well, one coach's wife and three other, two other players, now um, Derek, who have been matches and have been able to save a life. So Derek will give blood just to save a life on Thursday. And he'll be a on blood marrow. You know, they take the platelets and all that. So right now he's taking a little bit of medication. They take you to make your platelets stronger to go through. So he won't be at practice Wednesday or Friday because he's going to give the blood Thursday. And so he's taking it. But it's a, it's a testimony to the type of person he is. And anytime you've got a chance to save somebody's life, this is our last resort. Um, it's really neat. And our kids, I told them about it yesterday and gave them a standing ovation because they, they really realize it. And it's one of the community service things that we do um, that um, with our players, that's uh, really cool, and they'll do it this spring. I think we're doing it April 23rd again on campus. They go around campus and um, invite kids to come and faculty to come, and, and to, all they got to do there is swab and do it. And uh, it's really a cool deal, and it, it's really neat to see what's going on, and it's neat to see um, this situation with Derek. So there's a specific blood type that he matches. Yes, he had to go through quite a few tests. You they you send your blood in and to the bank, and there's not enough people in the banks you need all different type of nationalities all different type of blood types and uh as you can imagine so they look all over the country when they have somebody that needs that and derek was a match and they had a few other people at match, and then derek went through two three different doctor appointments over the last two weeks and now he's the he is the exact match and he's taking the medication right now and he'll give blood thursday so he's going to save a life do you know where the person is? No, they don't let you know that. Um, hopefully after everything goes well, <laughs> they'll let you know that, but but he'll do it here. And um, I, think, I think he goes, I'm not sure if he goes to Anschutz or he's here. I'm not positive on that, I'll find out. So.
1: The master's program is accepted into his integrated physiology.
0: Have you had any success with that program? That sounds like state. Yes, we had. We had two people there that matched. Yeah, it's a good deal. It's really neat. It's really neat. Like, this might
1: all be logistics,
0: but what advantages to having the IPF do you see this year as opposed to not oh, having it left? Oh, it's Just kind uh, of. Yeah, logistics like, is huge because when you think about it, uh, Kids up here during the winter times, and you know today it's gorgeous, and it's, it's gorgeous here every day. Okay, make sure you get that out. But um, you know it might snow tomorrow, and then they can't go throw, and they can't do They got to go all the way down, and so they lift it up here and try to get down there. The logistics of that, and you got to get to class, you got to do all that. Well, you know our guys, we can't watch them throw or do anything, but um, they can go from the weight room, literally take a step, and they're in the IPF which they can throw, they can do extra workouts. So for example, if you like to play tennis and it was connected to your office and you could step in there and go play tennis, you'd play tennis more than you would if you had to get in a car and drive over somewhere. If you wanted to play, if you wanted to have a golf swing, and you could go to a golf range that was right next to your office. I'm just using an example. You would do it a lot more. So our kids are able to do it a lot more. And I hear them talking, and say, hey, we threw today, we did this today, we did extra today. And so they're doing a lot more of that. And if you do that over a period of time, over this six-month period here, and you do it 20 more times than you did it the year before, you've got chances to be a percent better. And that makes a big difference. That's one more catch. That's one more good block. That's one more good pass rush that all of a sudden they're better at. And it makes a difference. So I see that's what's happening. So it's easier for the players to just uh, impromptu it yes. together and... Um, Let's try this one out. And yeah, and exactly. It exactly. And they way. all have different things they need to get better at, um, you know, um, so they all know the things they want to work on and do, and uh, so that, that's good. It's a lot easier for our kickers to kick a lot more. You know, down there it was a little bit harder to kick. Then here they can kick all they want, so they're able to kick more and on bad days and good days on their own. It's really easy.
1: Kind of big picture thinking here, I talked to Darian after he was promoted, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, and asked him a question if he thought that there was momentum building around this program, and he thought he absolutely thought there was. With this new facility and the way recruiting's ended and some recruiting news you can't talk about recently, do you sense that there's some momentum building around this program right now?
0: Yeah, I I do. Um, I've sensed there's there's different degrees of it. I guess right now you'd say it's a higher degree, definitely building, but I felt, I, I do feel, and... I think it proves that we've we've been moving up the whole time. We haven't really just slid off the, so we've been moving up now. Of course, I'd like us to move a lot faster, but we've been steadily going up. And I think that we're at a, a point where we're, we can make it more of an accelerated ascent with everything going on, with the emotion. And our team being, you know, at, you know we have basically 21 seniors um, and then 22, 23 <coughs> juniors. Um, so I think that's big for us, that have played a lot of football and done a lot of things. And uh, um, so that that's important when you have, and now we're able to put classes together. All our classes are, you know, in the high teens or the low 20s. And if you can keep those guys keep moving up every year that way, then you have a mature football team and you have a, a, a deeper football team. And that's how you win. Um, you, especially when we came here, it was a developmental program for sure. And we're developing it. And uh, so I feel like that there's definitely momentum heading in the right direction. And, would,
1: uh, would you ever consider taking your spring practices out of state, like Harbaugh, like taking them to California or something?
0: Um, oh, I've thought about that, yes, yeah. but I would not take them on spring break. <laughs> I think that is—I mean, are you kidding me? All those kids on spring break—I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to be pulling their teeth, wanting to do not be there for spring break. Um, but um, we have—I have talked about, you know, going somewhere on a long on a weekend flying somewhere, going Saturday, Sunday, coming back. Uh, But it costs a lot of money, and right now we don't quite have that in our budget, but that is something I've talked about wanting to do and I would like to maybe do in the future. But I would do it on a weekend instead of doing it on a spring break. So you could do a couple weekends. You could fly to San Diego for a weekend, and fly to Palm Springs for a weekend really quick, do it, have two good practices, enjoy the weather, and come back. So um, I have thought about doing that. I've got to get that in my budget for next year, and that's something I'd like to do. <laughs> since, uh, since you don't have a special teams coach named, yes. how are those responsibilities? We're going to break it up amongst the staff okay. and, uh, and, and do that and get everybody invested and really talk to the offense and defense that, for example, kickoff is a defensive play. Kickoff return is an offensive play. So we're going to have those sides of the ball involved in that there'll be a point person in each staff that kind of spearheads each area and then but we'll have the meeting and then you know we'll have we'll have a couple hours every day that we will devote specifically to special teams broken up you know 30 minutes 30 minutes as a staff and do that and i think that to, um, as i kind of um, went through last year i thought that would be the best thing for us to be able to do and i think that gets everybody invested completely invested it's not just on quite one person um, and I believe that will help us tremendously in our special teams.
1: Do you have anybody who will work mechanically with punters
0: and kickers? Uh, yeah, we do. I, I will do that some and then um, I'll, um, we'll also have a quality control special teams guy that we'll have that can instruct and, 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 and uh, organize our special teams. It will help do that, you know, break all the stuff down, do all that type of thing. So. Have you named who's on the player leadership committee yet? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Are you
1: planning on doing
0: that same thing in leadership council? I am um, still deciphering. I'm going through winter workouts and watching how everybody's reacting and how they're pushing each other and kind of looking there and and seeing exactly what I want to do on that. I'll have some type of leadership council, um, but I'll also, I believe, also I believe I'll pick a few just specific captains too, kind of do a combination did you give an update on Addison? Uh, I know he's out for spring. Yeah, Addison's coming along really well. Um, he weighs 226 now, and his knee's doing well. And he's coming along, and he won't be able to go this spring. Um, but I, hopefully he'll be over 230 when we start in the fall, which I think he will be, the way he's progressing. And uh, so uh, um, I th- he, he's, he's doing well. Has a smile on his face all the time, which is good. He looks healthier than he yeah. He did it point last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. well, he, he was healthy at the beginning. He just didn't, he didn't have smaller. his weight yet. Yes, mm-hmm. he looks, yeah. I was always thinking I'd get him bigger shirts now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mentally, is he dialed in? Do you see a guy Yeah. Mentally, he is dialed. back? Yeah,
0: mentally he's really dialed in. And he also, he didn't do it in three years, but he graduates mm-hmm. this May, and he'll start grad school. Mm-hmm. So um, he'll start grad school. So he... he, he um, so, so he graduated, I guess he graduated in three years too. Three, yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half, because he came. Well, so he did the exact same thing Derek did. Yeah, same thing Derek did for a Yeah, so, he, he, he'll, so I do, I do have two now. So he'll, he's starting grad school, which it showed you is pretty exceptional through all the things he's been through to be able to do that too. It shows you what kind of kid he is, or a young man. He's not a kid anymore. Coach, have you named somebody to that uh, special teams quality control position? Uh, no, not yet. Still in the process of the interview things, and everything. <laughs> you
1: signed two JC receivers, three prep receivers. Do you hope that kind of lights a fire under a guy like Price, Bobo,
0: Lee Walker, those guys? Yeah, I, I definitely. We just need to add some more. We lost a great one, and uh, we we didn't only sign one receiver the year before. Um, we had a couple guys that we thought were Pac-12 caliber and didn't get them, and so we didn't want to just reach. So, this year we thought to look at a little bit of the junior college route, and we were able to get two guys I think they are excellent. And then we signed three high school kids that I think are excellent, too. We were able to get some really good players. So, I think that they'll come in here and, and be able to compete this fall for us. Um, but I like some of the guys that we have on campus, too, but we needed a couple guys to be able to come in and help us this fall also.
1: On your offensive line, do you see any of the guys that will be registered freshmen this year, line-out middle anywhere. Well, they figured it all. Yeah, they're
0: going to compete like crazy for, um, you know, Hagler, Isaac Miller, Milimus, Timmy uh um, Those are four guys we redshirted last year that we're going to give a good shot to be able to compete to play. And we'll see what happens. But I think all four of those guys have a chance and, um, and uh, to compete and, and be able to end up being starters. So we'll see what happens. And then we, we also have um, Jeremy Irwin coming back. He won't be able to go this spring, but he'll be a, a – he, he weighs 307 pounds now. I mean, he looks awesome. He's a, To me, he's going to be a pro tackle, so he'll be back. So, right there with those guys and Jeremy coming back, with the other guys we had, it's going to be great competition, especially in August. It'll be great competition in the spring, but when Jeremy gets out there and we get everybody rolling, I think we'll have a more athletic offensive line that will make a jump we need to make.
1: Expectation for Ty Hennington. He's missed, I think, two straight cures. Yeah, um, like, yeah. Like what do you expect of a guy who's
0: missed so much time? Uh, Ty's been working hard trying to get his knee back and, and leg, and um, he's not going to be able to go this spring. We'll see how summer goes. You know, August is going to be a telltale sign for him, and and just see how it goes. I I think the world Ty. You know, he's going to be a senior, about ready to graduate, and um, hopefully, you know, he's had two serious injuries in a row, and hopefully, he's able to to be able to do it this fall, I sure hope so. And so my expectations for Ty is to get back to where he was. We just don't it's gonna we're just gonna have to see how it works for him. Where sure he was, so.
1: was that a level where you expected him to be a contric? Well he lost
0: some weight. Yeah. You know, and, and he has a little bit of a gnat to rush the passer. And so he was looking pretty good at that when he blew his knee out. <laughs> so I'm hoping that he can come back and be able to help us rush the passer. And um and and that would be a, a good, a good help for us.
1: Coach, I know it's early in the season, uh, in the preseason actually, but um, is the goal still the same as it was outlined in the strategic plan for twenty fourteen and fifteen to make a bowl game?
0: Oh yeah, it's always that. I mean, we, we want to win a Pac twelve championship. That's what we want to do. Um, that's, that's that's your. If you're not setting that as a goal, because <laughs> if you win that, that takes care of all the other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our kids, that's what we shoot for. Um, and we shouldn't shoot for anything less at all. And uh, um, that's what our kids are believing. That's what we're shooting for. That's what we want to do. Um, if, you're, if you're not trying to do that and, and work at then you're not trying to do what you need to do. So that's what we're trying to, to push and ask, aspire for. If that happens this uh, year, are you going to bust a move like Dabo Sweeney? Bust a move? Yeah. I don't know if I do can dance man. as good as Dabble. <laughs> No. I hope I can dance better. Maybe I can even take dance lessons somewhere. I don't know. you got but, uh, enough style. We'll yeah. do it. Exactly.
1: Will most of the practices be in the indoor facility? Or uh, no, that?
0: we're going to try to go out like to, if we were going today, we'd be outside. outside. We're planning on going outside tomorrow. Depends on the, you know, you know, sometimes you go to sleep and the next day is different, you know, but we're planning every day that it's nice, we'd like to be outside. If it's, you know, if it's really wet for some reason on the field, we'll be inside. IPF is a, a phenomenal place to practice, but we would like to to be outside when we get the outdoor done here then we'll, we'll use both all the time and uh even on a day when it's nice we'll be in and out you know utilizing two fields so it's two we really have two and a half fields that way what are your practice times uh we'll be on the field for walk through at i think it's like 8:25. actually stretch start practice around 8:55, something like that 8:50, and be off around be around off around 11. You're gonna have a running back by committee situation
1: this season with so many backs on the roster. We've got
0: a few really good players that we need to find ways to get them the ball. Um, you know, a, a guy like uh, Donovan <coughs> Lee. Uh, I was talking to Dave Platy last night. You almost kind of got to give him another name. He's kind of a half, kind of like the old halfback. He's kind of a receiver, kind of a running back, kind of a you know a, a third down guy. Um, so, um, but, you know, I'd like to settle on about two or – I'd like to settle on like three guys, two guys being the main runners and then have a guy that's a versatile guy, can do different things. And then what happens is you have an injury or two or somebody gets dinged and you got to have the next guy ready to go. So in practice, you've got to practice quite a few of them. Um, but I'd like to have maybe two, ba- two basic runners in a game and a, and a third guy that's your utility type guy.
1: Uh, reserve for the old school title of wingback.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mike Pritchard right. is a wingback.
0: Yeah. Addison, Jeremy, and uh, uh, Atkins are, are they all approved for another redshirt? You I'm you well, you do that after this year for them. Um, <laughs> but we feel like they have all because they didn't play a number of plays. They they were done in the time. They had injuries. They had all that. So um, we feel like all of that will. Um, work out, uh, but you apply for that after this year.
1: Okay, they all seem interested in doing that.
0: Yes, yeah, they're all to me. They're all gung ho about doing that. I mean, really excited about it.
1: Would Eddie Lopez
0: factor into that too? Yes. Okay. But that wouldn't be till two more years for him. Yes. If it, he would, his would be a you know Addison's um, definitely you know Jeremy's is a six year. Michael's will be a fifth year, and um, Eddie's will be a
1: fifth year. Does everything still look good for Josh Tupo to come back?
0: Uh, yes, it does at this time. Yeah. Yes.
1: Do you know what he has to do to get back in the school? What kind of things he has to take
0: care of? No, he, I mean, there's nothing else he has to take care of. He just his, um his time running he can come back to school in May.
1: Coach, just kind of in general, what do, you, what do you and the team want to
0: accomplish during spring camp? Well, there's quite a few things we want to accomplish. Um, one of A couple of things I'd like to see accomplished in spring camp that we've been doing in winter workouts is uh, uh, mental toughness, fighting through things, which we've really been doing a lot of stuff to, to, to do that. Some physical toughness, of course. Um, and then we've talked a lot about... Um, are, uh, those are coach things that I can see develop. I can see camaraderie build. I can see guys encouraging, pushing each other, guys fighting through things, you know, putting them through some tough stuff. Um, and then uh, as, a, as, a, as a different size of the ball in the units, of course, we'd like to uh, um, hone up our offense with the new wrinkles that we're putting in and be able to feel good about that um, and exactly how we're incorporating that. Um, and the guys feel comfortable about it. Uh, defensively, I'd like to see us get, um, you know, take another step in the right direction like we talked about earlier. And a lot of that will have to do with, you know, um, how we're doing up front in the front. And then we've made a, um, you know, we've got to replace a couple guys in the back end too. So we'll just see how that works out. Now, you know, defensively, we have, you know, a few guys that, you um, Addison being one, and then when Josh comes back, and so we have, a, you know, we have a few guys that we think are starters that won't be out there this spring. Just like offensively, we have probably a, a couple quarterbacks that we think one of those guys is going to be the starter that won't be out there this spring, but we can get everything else moving in the right direction. And then in our kicking game, I'd like to sure up our field goal protection and, and, and get our, our um, kickers kicking with, with good confidence. And then, um, and then also we'll be working a lot on our punting game and make sure that we got that shirt up. And our freshman punter, he really improved as the year went along. I think he's extremely talented. and I'd like to see him make that jump of being completely consistent, basically like he was the last six games. Um, and so I, those are kind of the areas.
1: What's Diego's true range on the field? I mean, where wow. Do you, where um, do you y'all
0: seen him kick in practice a few times. I mean, he, honestly, he can make a 60-yard field goal. I mean he really can. Um but I w- I would say, you know, the con- consistency-wise, um, you know, low 50s and down. And um, you know, he he made some big kicks before us last year, he missed some for sure. Um I think he has a talented leg. Last year was his first year really kicking. So I think that working through that and understanding it's not the end of the world when you miss a kick. He started kind of working through that. Um I think that I know that this spring will be good for him, and um, he's in really good shape and working hard. So, looking forward to see how he does this spring. Do you feel confident enough in his accuracy to, to have those situations where it, the, the 50s are going to be very much? Yeah, I, I feel I feel definitely confident okay. in him. Um, he has the leg strength to do it all. You know, I'd definitely rather kick a 32-yard field goal to win the game than a 52-yarder. <laughs> I think any kicker would. Um, but uh, I, I definitely think he can definitely do it. There's no doubt.
1: Any other questions? Coach, going, going back to the hard thing with him taking his team out of state, is this going to turn out to be a trend? Do you <coughs> think it's to be fair? Like you were saying too, it's like you've got to find money in your budget. Right. There's other big five schools that have money in this budget and they're going to start going towards other people's territories so speak. Do you see this as the trend?
0: And it's going to be big team, big team schools being more cash I, I think that, well, it's a rule that's been in there for a year um, that we had talked about doing some stuff with. It's just logistics and the money expense. And, uh, you know, when you fly a whole team on a charter airline and you run out of a hotel and you have to pay for food, I mean, it gets really expensive because you're not just taking your team. You're taking all your trainers. You're taking your manager, You're taking all your coaches. You're taking, your you know, everything, equipment and you got to, you know, usually we take a bus, I mean, not a bus, we take a semi to ship it Also, it really gets expensive. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think it's a, a thing that's in the NCAA rules it's, uh, um, that, that uh, is, a, is a good idea. Um, I, I personally just wouldn't do it on spring break. Um, you can't take them out of classes, but if you can get someplace quick on, uh, on, a, on a long weekend, which we have the luxury of being able to do on an easy, quick flight, um, it's not a bad idea to do.
1: Would you like to see somebody from the ECC, SEC, come to Pac-12 territory and
0: Pac-12 territory going to Big Ten and anywhere else? If they feel like that's best for them, that's good. But they've got to fly a long way to get to us. (laughs) We're in a great location. We can get a lot of places really quick that have nice weather. And um, and we have nice weather here too, but I think it would just be kind of fun for the guys to do sometime. But I, I don't know if, if it will be something to be nixed out or, or something. But you also got to worry about the logistics and you have your meeting rooms. And we've got unbelievable practice facilities here. You've got unbelievable meeting room facilities. So you kinda, And we have unbelievable food. Um, so you kind of look at all those things to weigh it out. Um, but I think a, a two-day weekend type thing might be fun to do one time.
1: Go to Phoenix, you can coach for a space with the Rockies in the like car.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to screw the Rockies up. I keep keep going right <laughs> oh, they're all, no, they're going to have a good year this year. I like the Rockies. I like the Rockies.
1: Apparently, their facilities are too nice. Though. Who's the Rockies? That's what too nice. He said it was a country club atmosphere it makes the players soft. Oh,
0: <laughs> you can you can make them tough out on the field. That's right. All right, thank you very much for coming. Appreciate it. Thanks.